baseball money is fake on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by edge boost edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest go to sports slash edge to get started today we're also brought to you by bird dog shorts the world's greatest shorts are hooking up hooking you up with a free yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddog.com slash pool that's B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S dot com slash P-O-O-L. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. We're back for Thursday. If you're listening to this on the podcast feed, it is Friday. So happy Friday to you. Uh, but it is Thursday while we record this. And we have some afternoon baseball going on, which I'm very happy about. Been some pretty damn good games going so far. Uh, but as always, I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, uh, not as good as Todd Bradley is, was doing to start off that game. I'm doing pretty good. Back to back days here recording, so I'm uh, looking forward. Look forward to this one. For real. Uh, are you watching any of the Phillies game today? You've been paying attention to it at all. I've I've been tracking it. I haven't been watching it, but yeah. I mean, Aaron Nola is being typical Aaron Nola, especially on the road, just giving up home runs. But yeah, the Phillies are Phillies are hot right now. So far, twelve hits through, through six innings. I think they had. 20 hits the other night. So it's June. Schwarber's heating up. The whole team's heating up. And for a Schwarber actually hit a double today. It's only his seventh one of the year, which is still real. Mudo had, the... had, had a cycle the other night. First, first yeah. cycle in Philly's history since uh, David Bell. So we ended the uh, David Bell era in Philadelphia, which is a uh, much celebrated. <laughs> yeah. And then he followed it up with like a double and a triple the next game, too, which mm-hmm. is impressive. He's trying to take that number one catcher spot back. He's still got a little ways to go, but he's he's trying for it. I need Adley to to come around. Adley hit a home run yesterday too, though. The yeah, today too, right? Did he today too? Or it might have been just today. My yeah. days are running together. Uh, but man, the Orioles are hot too. Gunnar Henderson out of nowhere, oh, yeah, just absolutely absurd power streak that he's on right now, which is something that. If you followed Gunnar Henderson, it shouldn't surprise you too much because he he did have some pop in the minors. He was renowned for his power. Uh, it's just the fact that his splits against lefties were so bad in the minor leagues. Uh, he, besides rookie ball, he never hit over 200 against the lefties. So it is nice seeing him have this kind of string of games where he's really coming into form because he's somebody that a lot of people had as like the front runner for uh, AL Rookie of the Year coming into this mm-hmm. year and he was really kind of shit in the bed so good to see gunner actually getting some good work in yeah up to 10 home runs on the season now four in the past week five in the past two weeks so he's hit hit him really one well and i'm not sure if he's just improved no still hitting 191 against lefties uh, all of his home runs have come against righties but that's most of the pitchers gonna be facing in in mm-hmm. the major league so that's uh yeah he still needs to figure out how to hit lefties but it's nice to see that he is hitting for some power now because, I mean, I wasn't going to drop him in my keeper league, but I was considering like trading him kind of for some for some lower value. But now he's he's showing what he, what he can do, so I'm I'm very happy. Speaking and speaking of showing you what they could do, Taj Bradley right now, mm-hmm. uh, I, the game is going as we record this. Uh, he's already been pulled from the game as we record this. Four and a third innings, eleven strikeouts. He struck out like nine. 
He had nine strikeouts through three innings. Absolutely insane, especially for a guy that's been kind of up and down this year, like sent up and down this year by the Rays, and you weren't really sure what was going to happen. Uh, 17 swinging strikes in just four and a third inning, which is impressive. I know it's against Oakland, but Oakland's been hot as of late, so it means a little bit more than the typical, oh, it was against Oakland game. But do you have any Taj Bradley in your lineup today, or how are you feeling about this? Yeah, I, I have Taj Bradley in my Cooper League as well. He was one of my he's one of my only pitchers I'm considering dropping. And I thought about dropping him <laughs> after his last start against uh, Texas. Didn't go too well. I was like, you, I was like, you know what? He, he's starting against Oakland next time. Let's see how he does. He, he's not great, you know, hit hits run wise, but eleven strikeouts, four in, a, in four and a third innings. You, you cannot complain about that. So he he'll get another another turn in the rotation there. So yeah, he's someone that. But there's a lot of these young pitchers that have come up and either been great or like been not so great and got sent back down. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's been good. Bobby Miller's been great. Uh, Tanner Tanner Bibby has kind of fallen off a bit. I'm like, I'm gonna give him another start. His next start looks like it should be against Oakland as well. So that's uh, good for him to get back on track. But yeah, uh, Taj Bradley, fa- fantastic start today. Yeah, and uh, I mean, looking at his uh, his pitch data from today, multiple whiffs on every pitch that he throws through. His four seam got ten whiffs. Cutter got three, curveball got two, changeup got two. He was using everything 15% or more, but he was heavy on the fastball, 44%. And all of his velocities were up, which you love to see. Fastball fastball and curveball velocities were both up a mile per hour. Uh, RPMs are down a little bit on a few of the pitches, but it's good to see a young guy to be able to come out and kind of get some more oomph behind the ball, and all of a sudden he's missing a lot more bats. Uh, it's a, an ego boost, uh, Gives him a little more uh, confidence in himself next time he goes out there. I know he's probably kicking himself, giving up, giving up the three runs to tie the game. But man, for, he was really dealing there for a while, and I think this is a fun one to build off of, especially fantasy wise, moving forward because this kind of gave everybody a glimpse of what we hoped Taj Bradley could do. Yeah, and, and this will get him back on people's radar too. But uh, yeah, make sure you check out our new Substack, uh, fakebaseball.substack.com. Blake put up a nice article there on three uh, by low hitters right now. I put up some some home run props for for tonight. So if you're watching live, go check that out. If if not, make sure you you can subscribe and you can get a email email notifications, push notifications as soon as they are published. Or just you know keep an eye out for those. Going to be doing more of those you know, as we ramp this thing up. Let us know what you guys want to see, and of course follow us on Twitter at fake baseball. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all fake baseball money. So you can find find us everywhere. Facebook too, we're on Facebook. So oh, yeah. wherever you wherever you're looking, we're there. Uh, did you see that Otani home run yesterday? I'm sure everybody saw the Otani I, I, home run yesterday. I did not actually. Oh, you didn't. Okay, I got an interesting stat for you. Uh, ev- ev- of every ball hit by a left-handed hitter, 116 miles an hour plus. Before tonight's game, or yesterday's game, Otani's was the first one ever to go. Was it opposite field? First one ever out of every left-handed hitter ever measured. Uh, every ball hit 116 miles an hour or more by a lefty is always pulled. He's the first one to ever hit one opposite way and it went like 453 feet. There have been some absurd. hitters just killing the ball to the opposite field. I think Gunnar Henderson may have had one. Yeah, there was someone that I thought did not have that much power to the opposite field, but he hit it just like way out to left center. So, yeah, I mean, 
a lot of these guys are using all the field, and that's what that's what they they tell you to do. You know, if, if it's pitch outside, hit it outside, and that's what they're mm-hmm. doing. Corbin Carroll just did that the other day too, with his down the line. Like it was just barely inside yeah. the opposite mm-hmm. field foul pole, and that dude's little. Yeah. Um. All right. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. They currently offer up to twenty five hundred dollars in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your current bankroll for months. Go double down on a favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or a hedge opportunity. They're not some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, and monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. So support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Mostly 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Blake. So, so yesterday you had your your, your hot 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 streaks and cold streaks, and I kind of reacted to them. But I want to give you you know a few guys that are available in my league that I'm considering picking up. What what you think about them? Okay. First guy is someone we we were kind of high on changing teams. Josh Bell, Cleveland Guardians. Uh, he homered in two of his past three games. Has uh, a three game hit streak now heading into to tonight. Is uh is Josh Bell someone that is maybe catching catching your eye now if you need first base help? Um, he is a little bit. Uh, I mean, in June he's hitting three forty four with three doubles and two triples, which is pretty damn good. That's what you look to see from a guy like him. And Cleveland has been heating up lately, also, which helps him. The only thing I was kind of hesitant about with him coming into the season was his bad track record of hitting with runners in scoring position. Uh, he tended to not do that very well. And this year right now, he's hitting 246 with men in scoring position, which is, I mean, one of the better better uh, stat lines of his career because normally he's uh, hits really well with nobody on base and then struggles with men in scoring position kind of guy. So if that aspect of his game is going to come back around and then the pot can continue to come back a little bit as well, he's not going to have that pot that he had a few years ago, but... He's a 25 home run guy at first base, which is fairly deep still. Uh, I think he's in my, when I did my rankings, it was like 12 to 19 were all very similar uh, fantasy value wise. And I think he fell in that group. I think he still stays there, but yeah, there, there's some intrigue there, especially if he can continue to stay hot. I mean, 20, I think 25 home runs would would be, would be high for my, I'd settle for, for 20 at this point, given that he has, yeah. he has six right now, but yeah, maybe when the weather is heating up, you know, he, he's hitting the ball better. So yeah, he's hitting middle of that order, fourth and, and fifth hitting cleanup tonight. So uh, yeah, he's in San Diego tonight and then in Arizona over the weekend, then home against Oakland. So some, uh, some easy matchups there to start next week. Yeah. I'd love to see that. Uh, can I throw a guy at you? Please do. Okay. So if somebody, I'm not going to preface it like you did. It's Zach Nito for the Los Angeles the Angels. $250 fab man. Oh, God. I spent so much on him, so it's so nice to finally see him coming around. Uh, you know what, though? I would like to throw out. I might have spent a ton of money on him in the fab world, but I got Bobby Miller for like $95 was all. So, it, it I mean, if you, if you add them together, they even each other out. People were bit. not hype on Bobby Miller coming up, and they, they missed out. 
they obviously didn't play uh, last year's version of MLB <laughs> The Show and have to no. face him every single ranked seasons match because everybody played him. Okay. Uh, but in the month of June, Zach Nito is hitting 355 with a couple doubles and three home runs. Stole a couple bases as well. He was a guy in the minors that did have the... I can't call it a power-speed combo. He had like he had good power with good speed. Nothing over-the-top crazy. He projected as like a 15-15 kind of player. And, I mean, he's finally rounding into form a bit. I know his hit tool was what everybody was really excited about him for. Do you think this version of Zach Nito can continue, or do you think this is kind of a flash in the pan because he played the Mariners? <laughs> I mean, I think this is definitely what, you know, what Zach Nito is going to be at his best, but like he's not going to be at his best the whole season. You can't expect that from anybody. Uh, but looking at his baseball savant game log, like I think I just counted 10 of his last 14 plate appearances, not just batted balls, but it's all went over 100 miles an hour. And, oh wow! Or, or ninety-eight and a half or higher, but you know, there's a bunch in there: double out, home run, field air, home run, hundred six mile per hour single. So he he's doing something. Uh, he is still batting ninth in that lineup, so maybe he'll be moved up if he if he keeps hitting well. But yeah, I think shortstop is just such a deep position where he's being overlooked still a bit after after that slow start. But if you mm-hmm. need a shortstop, or if you're in a, a deeper league or a league that has um, middle infield, I would definitely take a look at him and see if you can ride the hot streak yeah especially in like a dynasty style league too i think he had a a lot of value initially when he was called up and i think his value dwindled quite a bit so if you were on the fence about him or if he got dropped by somebody for whatever reason he's definitely worth an addition even like man redraft leagues it's gonna have to be bigger than a 12 team league probably Mm -hmm. or like a, a league where like i'm in where you have Second base, a second base spot, a shortstop spot, and then a middle infield spot. So, like, you can play multiples. You might be able to sneak him in there. But outside of that, I'm not sure his value is quite to where it needs to be yet to be considered rosterable in a lot more formats. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense there for, with Zach Nito. Um, someone kind of opposite of that, someone who was older uh Seiya suzuki uh he's rostered still in two-thirds of yahoo leagues he's been hitting the ball well recently um you know he was kind of hyped up coming over last year i remember betting on him for rookie of the year but this year so far six home runs in 52 games hitting 282 not too bad there for him over the past seven days though he is uh eight for 15 three doubles ops of 1.3 so that i think that's Possibly something, someone to keep an eye on, especially hitting third in that Cubs order. Yeah, and I mean, they, they have a good lineup when everybody's healthy, so there's always going to be uh, RBI opportunities for him and run scoring opportunities. Counting stats matter in fantasy, but I mean, to even go a little deeper, his zone contact rate is just shy of 90%. Like That is awesome for a guy that does have some legitimate pop. I know guys from overseas, when they come over, the pop doesn't always translate. But his seems to his seems to have translated a bit. And when you're a guy that uh, can make that hard contact, that can hit those home runs, and you're making zone contact 90% of the time, that's awesome. He still chases a little more pitches than I would like, 21%. It's a good number, but i like to see a lower number than that. Uh, and he's only got a 7% swinging strike rate. So 
he's not a guy that misses a lot. Uh, he's he's Masataka Yoshida with a little more pop, but also not as good, like less of a hit tool. So, yeah, I, I like to see him rounding into form, especially since he was kind of all the rage last year. And then the injuries happened and he really did just kind of get forgotten about or forgotten about for quite a while. So, yeah, I, I think he has great value going forward. He's a sneaky outfield option. Mm hmm. Uh, one other guy I was looking at last night did not pull the trigger on. Still only rostered in 10% of Yahoo leagues. First base outfield eligible Ryan O'Hearn. I feel like you may have mentioned him in the past, but if he's someone, I mean, I believe he hit left handed, so that's better in Baltimore with that big uh left field wall there, but the, the right field is shorter. Um, is he someone you're looking at here? Uh, uh 29 did not realize he was he was that old, but is could he be like a, a late bloomer here? Um, I mean, he could be a late bloomer. That used to never really be a thing, but in the past few years, we've seen guys be late bloomers. Austin Nola came up a few years ago for the Mariners and hit almost 300 before he got traded. Uh, Joey Manessis last year came up at 30 and put together a really damn good end of the season, and he's rolling at the beginning of this year. So older guys can get like a resurgence a little bit. I know he played 67 games last year. Decent amount of extra base hits, though. I mean, he's got 11 extra base hits in just 26 games. It's pretty pretty damn good. Uh, his average is likely to come down quite a bit, though, because he's got a 360 Babbitt, which is very high. Normally, I think league average Babbitt is 310, so he's 50 points higher than that. And his career, including this year, is just 275. So I think it's just a hot streak right now. If you want to ride a hot streak... Maybe in a 12-team or bigger league, in any league smaller than that, I probably would avoid it. But there's a little a little bit of value there. Yeah, he, he was someone I'm looking to to drop Jack Peterson for because Jack Peterson has not been impressive since I brought him up last <laughs> week. So I was looking at him, you know, first base outfield eligible, hit, hit cleanup the past three games for the O's. They're going on the road to Chicago for the Cubs in Tampa next week. So that could be tougher for him but i think deeper leagues that's someone some, someone to keep an eye on if you're looking for some for some util extra power there yeah he does have an 11 percent barrel rate though which i didn't know about i, I do like that quite a bit 52 percent hard hit rate he's making good contact not a ton of speed like 58 percentile sprint speed so yeah hey, matter, he if, offers if you, a little if, bit if, if you clear the fence you can just jog around <laughs> or if you're jose abreu you can sprint and slide jose into the abreu was on fire absolutely i know absolutely. Red hot. Uh, I didn't see it coming. I'm going to be honest. I did not see it coming. Uh, we knew the average was probably going to be there because he kind of had turned into a little bit of a a doubles slap hitter kind of player out of nowhere. But I mean, he's got what four home runs now, and they've all come as of late. He might yeah. have more than that. I think it's I think it's four though. He may or may not late. be in my home run picks article tonight on the Substack. Can check that oh, out. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> Oh, I think there's decent value on that too. He's well, plus five something, correctly. five hundred something. Yeah. Ooh, see, I like that. I need you to do them for tomorrow, so I can, uh, <laughs> so I can tail you on some some bets tomorrow as well. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what the people say. Uh, speaking of the people, these people out here, check out Bird Dog Shorts. It's it is summer. You don't want to have the, that uh, chafing between your legs and whatnot. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. 
because regular shorts have that stiff restricting cotton when bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Maybe you know Jose Breu had some of these uh, bird dog shorts because they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So make sure you get a nice pair of these comfortable shorts here. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter code pool. That's P-O-O-L for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, that was kind of all, all. All I had there, t- top of mind, there was uh, was Bell and O'Hearn. If you want to, if you if you have anything else, any players you want to throw at me, if you want to move on to these some injury updates, I'm, I'm not sure what we got here. Hey, I I want to get just your thoughts on like a super hot player. Not really. I can't really call this fantasy relevant because <laughs> he's owned in 100 percent of leagues right now. But uh, Corbin Carroll is having one of the most impressive months of June. Actually, I think I'm just getting, he's having the most impressive month of June in baseball. Uh, right now, 12 games, he's hitting, not counting today as we record this, he's hitting 400 with four doubles, two triples, five home runs, three stolen bases. He's scored 16 runs and driven in 13. He doesn't strike out. His average exit velocity is 95 miles an hour. He has a 14% barrel rate. Uh, I, I, I'm almost at a loss for words just because it's so crazy. Like we just saw, uh, my boy J Rod last year came out and was like what the fastest player ever to 25, 25 season. I hate to say, it, I think Corbin Carroll is on track to have a way better season than J Rod had last year. And J Rod had like the most impressive rookie season in quite a while. Yeah, Corbin Carroll's not someone I really even looked at. I, I thought he would definitely struggle a little bit this year. I didn't, didn't expect there. We did, we kind of expected Arizona to be decent, but not, not as good mm-hmm. as they are. He's just been he's been insane. I mean, you said it. he's he's been probably the best month of, month of June so far. Over the past uh, seven days, he's hitting four twenty nine. Past fourteen days, hitting four hundred, up to fourteen home runs on the season, up to eighteen career home runs in less than a hundred games. Like. Yeah, this this kid is the real deal, and good for the Diamondbacks because you know Arizona they could be a fun team. They could be a fun team. Yeah, and you mentioned the eighteen career home runs. I just peeked at his uh, his career. He's played ninety seven games in his career. Mm-hmm. In ninety seven games, he's hitting two ninety five with twenty six doubles, five triples, eighteen home runs, and twenty one stolen bases. In un- in less than a hundred games. That's absurd. Yeah, his uh, his for a full season is nuts. His per 162 games so far is um, the batting average, as you said, 30 home runs, 82 RBIs, 35 stolen bases, 43 doubles, 107 runs. Like he, he just fills, <sighs> he fills the stat sheet all over. And he was such a steal coming into this year too, because I think it's ADP before the season. We covered him quite a bit because he was in like that third tier of mm-hmm. outfielders coming into the year. I think his ADP was right around a hundred. So if you drafted Corbin Carroll at right around a hundred ADP, God, you have a you have a next year first round pick level talent. Yeah, I I feel better about not having him in my main league here because he was drafted in the fourth end of the fourth round with the forty eighth pick. So, okay. um, I, I drafted Ozzy Albies right before him, and then Matt Olson right after him. So, I mean, 
not 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 too horrible, but yeah, Corbin Carroll. If you were able to get him late, just if you're able to get him at all, it turns out to be an absolute steal. Oh, and I know he's not listening, but I want to give a, a quick shout out to friend of the program, Mike Curland. I don't know if you guys have if you've seen the oh, the episodes he's, he's, before. Yeah. Uh, he's he's been on before. Um, the National Fantasy Baseball Championships has a main event uh, league that they do every year. Crazy event shit ton of money it's all the best of the best of the best fantasy players and i know it's only june but mike curland is leading the main event right now which is absurd he does a lot of good work over there at gaining the edge fantasy and the athletics so you guys should go check out some of his stuff because he obviously knows what the hell he is doing and with that do we get into some of our favorite uh matchups from the weekend yeah let's look at some uh pitching matchups here man i think for me I- just or do you have I, one already? I, I have a few for tomorrow. They're they're on my team and they are widely available in, in Yahoo leagues. Uh started off with, with my with my Philadelphia Phillies ace Tywan Walker here. Uh back to back shutout starts against the Tigers and Diamondbacks. They're gonna be uh at Oakland. So we know Oakland's hot, but they're they're cooling off now. Uh so Tyron Walker started off the year horribly. He's been settling in. I think that's a good chance for a win. Another good chance for a win, Jared Schuster of the uh, Atlanta Braves. He's rostered in 14% of leagues. He's been up and down, um, but I think you know against the Rockies, they're they're pretty horrific. And then also tomorrow, uh, Julio Tehran for, for the Brewers. He's had four fantastic starts, three quality starts in a row. His first start, he went five innings, five strikeouts, gave up one run, took the loss there. We'll be at home against the Pirates. So Pirates have, have been tough, but I think Tehran has – come no i i didn't even know he was still pitching i didn't know he was still active yeah, me so either. to see him come back and be this good is, is impressive and i think i think he's not even 30 years old either which blows my mind because i still remember him like pitching however many years ago for the atlanta braves and he then 32 was born in- oh there we go still, that's, so he's pretty much a young. child he's pretty much yeah. a child when you're when you're old like me <laughs> uh i think man like Taron is who I really liked. Outside of that, I don't see a lot of a lot of Friday matchups that I love. I know uh, Andrew Abbott for the Reds goes tomorrow He's uh, or Friday, there. but they're going against Houston, so it's iffy. Houston does struggle a little bit against rookie pitchers, like Bryce Miller, kind of tore tore Houston up their first time out. He only struck out four, but I think he went like six innings of one hit ball which he seems to be really good at doing because he did it again the other day. Uh, But he's, he's, if you're like, if you're trying to risk it for the biscuit, Andrew Abbott could be a play and just pray that he pitches as well as he has the previous two outings. Cause he has good stuff. He was the top prospect. The reds are rolling as weird as that is to say, they've become a pretty good team that can put up some runs. And we talked about before, their pitching pitching coaches seem to get the best out of their pitches or pitchers. So he could be a, a fun one to, to roll out there. Mm-hmm. And also I'm going to throw it out. Uh, Bryce Wu or Brian Wu. Sorry. My brother's name is Bryce. What up, Bryce? Brian Wu for Seattle going against Lucas Giolito and the Chicago White Sox. I'm iffy. About it again, it's going to be one like if you're really looking for some ratios or something, he should strike out a good amount of batters. But obviously that first outing he had was atrocious. But last time out, 4.2 innings, two earned runs, gave up only one walk and struck out seven. 
against the Angels. So there's some upside there. Uh, strikeout upside was always real in the minor leagues, so it's not surprising to see him have some decent strikeout numbers. And Chicago does strike out a very, very, very large amount. So Wu could be in line for eight Ks. Uh-oh, I might have to take my uh, Julio Tehran uh, recommendation back. You know who he started against? Oh, fuck old it. old Dick Mallon. Pick him up. Yep. Him up too. He's <laughs> rostered in ninety percent of leagues. Back to back good starts there. So yeah, Richel has been been pretty good as of late. I mean, he's been up and down this season, but more ups and downs for uh, for Mister Mallon. Uh, who are you liking on Saturday? Yeah, just looking at Saturday. Um, Kyle Gibson's going. He's rostered in more than fifty percent of leagues, though, but he might be available. Also. Oriole starter Sunday, uh, Dean Kremer. He had a decent start Tuesdays. So maybe look mm-hmm. for him on Sunday. Um, I just had someone else for Saturday here. What's Saturday? The 17th is um, – it may have been. It may just may have just been Gibson for for, for, for for Saturday based off my my quick look here. Uh, Louis Varland goes into Tigers, but he has not been – he's not been great the past two starts. True. Maybe a, maybe a Tigers team is, is what he needs because his past two starts were at Tampa and at Toronto, who are two two pretty tough teams. So maybe he'll, he'll be able to get back on track against a, a weak Tigers lineup. Uh, mine that I'm looking for. Well, I do love me some Louis Varland. I've been big on him this year, so I need a bounce back game from him this weekend. Uh, but Braxton Garrett for Miami. If you just look at the raw numbers, I think he's yeah he's two and two with a four one ERA, sixty nine strikeouts in sixty three and two thirds innings. But if you look a little deeper, uh, he has given up more than two runs just once in his last. Uh, Six starts. He gave up four last week against Kansas City. And if I remember correctly, all of them came at the very beginning of the game. And he settled down. But other than that, uh, five innings of shutout ball, five innings of one-run ball, five innings of two-run ball, six innings shutout, five innings of one-run ball. And every game is 9Ks, 6Ks, 7Ks, 3Ks, 8Ks, 8Ks. He's getting good numbers. And he's fairly overlooked. He's pretty readily available. I know I streamed him last week and I dropped him for this week in my weekly league. He put up good points league numbers. He does go against, I think he goes against the Nationals though. So the strikeout numbers might be a little muted, but I think in terms of streaming wise, he's going to give you everything that you want and they might sneak out a win. Yeah, keep an eye on the uh, the Substack for some streaming pitching options. I'm going to hope to get a few of those up um, this weekend. You have any pitchers for Sunday? I, I have something here I want to switch gears to a little bit. Oh, by all means. All right, go back to uh, something to ask you about here. Michael Conforto. He's he's rostered in 59% of Yahoo mm. leagues. He's been hitting well recently. His uh, baseball savant page doesn't really reflect that too much, but he'll be getting plenty of playing time now with, with uh, Hanager out of the lineup there, even though uh, Matos came up. Um, is he someone you, you might be looking at? I know he did not play last year. You kind of mm-hmm. just was waiting for a team. But so far this year, 12 home runs in 59 games, hitting 248, OPS of 790. So decent start so far in, in San Francisco, and I think he's been kind of overlooked for having 12 home runs. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's somebody that I – would keep an eye on just because he like he has the home run numbers and what he's always been good at is uh, he's not going to have like a crazy batting average. I think he's about 249 or whatever right now, uh, but he has an 11% walk rate and his strikeout rates like 25%, which is the number that we look for, for like a, 
a serviceable strikeout rate, 25%, 11% walk rate. So got a decent uh, on-base percentage. And yeah, they have an okay lineup out there. I do hate seeing my boy Mitch go down. That dude is, you want to talk about injury-prone players in baseball. Mitch Hanniger might be like the top of the top, and he's just so overlooked because he's not like a crazy name like a Luis Robert or Elo Jimenez and all that. But Hanniger gets the wildest injuries every year. I swear one one year he got, uh, he busted a, a testicle or something. (laughs) <laughs> and missed a shit ton of time because he didn't wear a cup and he got hit with a ball. Like he, he, <laughs> just the craziest injuries all the time. And now he's just out again. Uh, but yeah, I like Conforto. The home run ability is obviously there. He hit 28 home runs a few years ago, 33 the year after that. But the 33 was in 2019 when everybody was hitting 30. So who knows how legitimate that was. Yeah, I like the upside there. I don't honestly see a lot of downside with Conforto, which I like, and you can't really say about a lot of hitters. So I think he's he's worth a look, especially if you need a little power boost. Yeah, and he'll be hitting somewhere in the middle of that lineup. He's been in fourth and fifth, and fourth and fifth primarily with, with a sixth here and there. And then um, someone that is very near and dear to your heart, okay. uh, Jared Kelnick. I dropped him a few weeks ago in my 10-team league. I dropped him on the fourth um someone else picked him up on the ninth and then dropped him on the 12th he's not been hitting well recently he had a, had a good stretch there three game hit streak but since then he's one for his last 10 uh what's going on with Kalnick? because like we, we thought he, this he was back we thought okay his april he's figured things out but since then looking at past 14 days he's hitting six for 35 which is 171 past 28 days he's hitting 222 with only three home runs are pitchers figuring him out? Is this just a cold streak? What's going on out, out there in, in Seattle? Does he need to go visit driveline again, maybe? <laughs> uh, yeah, he he gets in his head too much, which is what it is. Like he starts to struggle and everything really slips. He's swinging and missing at way too many pitches. Since May 21st, he has a 42% strikeout rate, which sucks. He's batting 205 with a 343 BABIP, which should not happen either because that's a high BABIP. And you're only about 205. Uh, seven extra base hits in that time frame. Two stolen bases. Um, I, there still is a lot of upside there for Kellenic. Um, He's really struggling to get to down and away pitches. And a lot of pitchers are starting to key in on that with him. And it's almost as if he's... I don't even know how to explain it. He's um, getting frustrated that that's all he's really getting. And so he's just now just he's just throwing the bat at the ball when it's over there. Like he's not actually it's not like it's not a, a real at bat at that point. He's just kind of flicking his hands out there, knowing that he's not going to get to it, but it's in the zone and he doesn't want to strike out looking, hmm. which honestly looks worse. Just fucking watch the pitch go by. Though. Yeah, and, and might go outside if it's a slider. Yeah. Yeah, but it's frustrating. I think he'll get his shit together. The one thing that he has going for him is one. He's not getting sent down. They can't send him down anymore. They don't have anybody to take over for him, which is okay. Uh, Could he get traded? If if they're looking to land a big bat, would they consider trading him, you think? I don't think so. I don't know know if there's a bat big enough to to trade him for, though. Unless it was like (laughs) Otani or Soto. Yeah, you know. Wait, Uncle Ted, who's going to the Mariners? You you called it yesterday. (laughs) I I forgot. I think he said uh, everybody in baseball was going to the Mariners. Yeah. 
but uh, I don't think something to your, to your point of, you know, maybe he's, he's pressing too much, very small sample size, but this season when he, he was hitting sixth in um, 16 games, he hit 379 with those six home runs. Mm -hmm. Batting third in 13 games, he has one home run and 235. Batting fourth, 20 games, three home runs, hitting 224. That could be in his head. That could also be, you know, pitchers gearing up more for that for that top of the order and pitchers being stronger at that point in the game. You know, it's, it's, it's the, their first inning. Then there's if they go two times through the order, they're going to be stronger the second time. So maybe it is just a matter of, you know, the Mariners figuring out someone to trade for, figuring out a lineup that works and putting Kalnick in position where he can succeed. Yeah, they really need to do that. I think like we have AJ Pollock who's supposed to split uh, time with him like against lefties, but the problem is Kelnick is hitting better against lefties this year than he's hitting righties. He's hitting like 311 off of lefties, which was always his crutch, always what he struggled with. Uh, obviously, he's hitting for much more power off of righties, which is good to see. But I, Kelnick's here to stay. I'm, I mean, I don't think would you drop him though in, a, in, a, in like a 10 team league? Yes, in a 10 team league, I would drop him. 12 team bench him. 12 team redraft. Okay, 12 team redraft. I would bench him because I do, honest to God, think that if we had the all star game coming up, uh, mm -hmm. I think that's going to be huge for him. That's going to be, I want him to be an all star so bad. I know he's not going to be, but it's in Seattle this year. So I think t being around that atmosphere. Cause you know, he'll be there. So like being around mm -hmm. that atmosphere, he gets a little bit of time to get his mind, right. If I can take a little mental break, have some fucking fun playing baseball and then get back to it. I think after the all-star break, he's going to have a killer second half of the season. He's just going to limp into that all-star break. Unfortunately, I'm not going to suggest that you drop him in a 12 team or deeper league. I think he should at worst be benched. Uh, probably he should just flat out be benched right now, but he's too good to be dropped right now. Yeah. And a quick update on uh, Alec Manoa, the other side of our, of our trade in the oh. SGPN league. <laughs> Apparently he threw a uh, five up 72 pitch sim game in Dunedin on Saturday and was scheduled to throw another one today. So I was trying to look up if he had any minor league numbers yet, but ho hopefully maybe he'll get a minor league start next week and we can see if he can come back. Luke Rayleigh we'll just homered. Great call yesterday. Hey, there we go. Hey, one of my favorite players of the week as well. It's Eddie Rosario, home run. He had a home run yesterday. He's got four yeah. runs this week already. Killing it. Uh, Orlando Arcia, killing it too. Uh, I have that. I have to write that article tonight. That my weekly planner for next week for fantasy pros. But keep your eyes peeled for that. If you can't tell, I'm exhausted. So I get to go from this to go pick the kids up to then. Spending a couple you, you, hours writing another you, article. You've just been grinding. So, I mean, I appreciate it. If you guys out there appreciate it, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Fake Baseball. Get to that Substack, uh, fakebaseball.substack.com. The link is also just in our Twitter bio. It's right there. Or you can reach out to us on Discord, sg.pn slash Discord, or ourselves on Twitter. We'll, we'll point you in that direction. Or just go to our Twitter. We've tweeted it out recently. Uh, yeah, follow on Twitter as well. Uh, YouTube. TikTok, Instagram, like make some nice video cuts there at fake baseball money. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to promote there. Yeah, dude, we are everywhere. Uh, but I mean, that's that's all I've really got too. Like, I'm, I'm excited got. to, I'm going to sit down and watch some actual baseball tonight while I do my writing. I'm going to hang out. I got to, I get wisdom teeth pulled tomorrow. So, 
it's going to be an awesome weekend and an awesome Father's Day weekend. Hopefully, for me, you don't, just laying you don't in bed. lose your use your fantasy baseball wisdom as well. Oh God, that would suck. That's just that's you where all of it's you, hidden you is get, just you, into my wisdom teeth. You can't get that pulled. <laughs> True, uh, but other than that, I mean, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Balake B U H H L O C K A Y E. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.